The enormous Westbreaker drifts over placid seas, eastward to warmer weather as countless ships have over the course of Amilta's history. A ship built for shattering the ice of the north is hardly at home in the tropics, but the seabirds rally around it, the sun warms its decks, as if to welcome it to the ever-changing beauty of the coral coast. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. host King Cat, and I have a coconut beverage and my shades, and I'm not to be disturbed. Can, uh, can you share some of the, the, the coconut? I cannot. <laughs> cannot be disturbed, Kirsten. I guess I'll make my own coconut beverage. <laughs> Feel free to. Kirsten's here. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Here, not drinking a coconut beverage yet, but will be. It's me. Kirsten, hello. Kathleen is here. My tropical thing is that the length of the day doesn't change much over the course of the year. I want that one. That's very good, because the changing of the length of the day is the worst part of having seasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, what are your thoughts? The worst part of the changing season is the fact that my room gets unbearably hot in the afternoon. Mm. Mm. I don't think our imagined trip to the tropics is going to fix that for you, bud. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. But I can pretend to be Cobb for a little while who does like the warm weather. Is he a warm weather Cobb? Yes, warm weather Cobb. The powers of imagination <laughs> to make Nick temporarily okay with the heat. <laughs> Previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party wrapped up their business on the last tooth. They said goodbye to their friend Theo and their questionable friend, the ambassador in Pearl. They climbed the mountain and they did dig up a couple graves. They had a nice sentimental picnic at the gravesite. And now it's time to set sail again. And before we land, we're headed eastward, by the way. Does anybody have any scenes they want to do while we're on the Westbreaker? This is our, this is our home away from home. This is our, our ironclad home base. So, once the Westbreaker is boarded and sailing, she sits down and is chatting with Mr. Sot over some, let's say, a late lunch by the time they get on the road, on the water. And, um, yeah, she's just going to chill with him. She's going to drink a coffee and talk with Mr. Sot. Yeah. He's, uh, he's sitting there with his, with his tea. And he's got his book on an open in his lap, and he's reading over the, like the, the contents of the ship, the inventory. Thanks for for doing all that, Sot. It's um, it's a busy job, and I'm I never really had a head for numbers. I'm, I'm glad you've you've got a skill for it. Yeah, it's not hard. Did you? Did you add the stone to it? Uh, no. And he kind of he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out the, the handkerchief bundle. I, uh, I guess I ought to, huh? Penelope kind of flashes him a smile. No, I think you can hold on to it for a while. Unless you want to put it on the, the inventory. 
it's fine if it's a personal effect. Everybody gets to have personal effects. Oh, for sure. And Penelope uh, puts her hand around the necklace that Stephen had made for her. Yeah. Does it... Do you feel anything from it? I mean, I don't really feel much, but I know Tissa was saying it was very bright. I don't know. Do you feel anything from it? Mm, I, I guess I haven't really thought about it. Hmm. Penelope kind of leans in closer and takes a look at the gem. Hmm. You take good care of that. I feel it's something that that you should hold on to. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And then Penelope kind of, like, looks off into the water, lost in thought for a moment. Do you think we were meant to find it? Uh... I don't know, that's kind of a big question, uh, Penelope. I don't know. Penelope's kind of, like, looking off over the ocean again. I mean... Are people meant to do things? Is meant to a thing? Is that something I need to be worried about? Oh my gosh. Is there something I'm supposed to be doing? You know, I don't... She leans in closer. Because I've got a lot on my hands right now. (laughs) Penelope (laughs) leans in closer and kind of like, Nah, I don't think we need to worry about it. These kind of questions, leave, leave them to the people who, you know, write books about them or something like that. I mean... If you want to write books, that's that's really cool. But you're being weird today. Hmm. Yeah. Are you okay? Should I go tell the captain? <laughs> Should I go get Tissa? I. I'm gonna go get Tissa. You sit here. <laughs> and I think Penelope is now just still like stuck looking out over the water. She's pondering all these big questions. Yeah. No, I think I'm I'm all right, Mr. Sod. I just you know, it's not not every day a tree gives you a special stone. Still not sure what it means, but I don't think we need to worry about it. Do you think things mean things? I mean, I always thought stuff just happened. I don't really think much, so <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. Well, I don't know. Wait, what do you mean you don't think much? There's Tissa. Tissa. Tissa, I have questions. Uh Uh-huh. Are things meant to happen? Is there something I'm meant to be doing? Am I supposed to be somewhere right now? I have so much to do with the manifest, and I'm not quite sure I got these numbers to add up. And now we're talking about whether or not things are meant to happen. And... and Oh. Oh. Penelope is giving you Um. just as worried a look as Sot is giving. (laughs) Eh... I feel like I have to do things a lot. How do you know when you have to do things? The big thing is I can't do anything else. Like sometimes I just have to look at a thing or I have to think about a thing. I think she means something different, Penelope. Oh, wait, 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 Mr. Sot, here. I'll, I'll be no, right back. What? What? Penelope runs away and she comes back a, f- a few moments she's later. she's weird today. And she's holding like this <sighs> like kind of worn journal, similar to the one that she sketches in, but in it is like old notes. This is, so when my dad tried to get me to like read those books about thinking and stuff and how to think, 
I did try to take some notes. I don't have the books themselves because, well, they're heavy to carry. But I did keep the journal. If you want to look through it, it might help. Hmm. I feel well, like I it. That. I feel like it won't help. Nope, are you scaring Mr. Sot? Yes! Stop it! No. Be nice! Uh, sorry, sorry, Mr. Sot. I. I should probably get back to, you know, helping Sale and stuff. Captain, am I supposed to be doing something? No, you're fine, Mr. Sot. We're on course for now. Um. The stars tell me to do stuff sometimes, too. Is that what you're talking about? His eyes just go wide, just like big saucer eyes. Or they tell me what the right thing to do is? I guess that's a little bit different. What? What? Tissa, you too. Penelope calls over her shoulder from like pulling on some ropes. Just read the book, Mr. Sot. It, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll answer your questions. Maybe? Hopefully. Mm. I know what'll help. Gideon kind of pops out from behind Tissa. (laughs) Gideon's here to save the day. And she reaches behind like a barrel or something and produces a couple fishing rods. (laughs) It's like, there's got to be all kinds of new things we can catch and eat here. The current is a good one, I think. It's kind of green off of the side there. Probably stuff eating it then, right? Yeah. Look, even if you are supposed to be doing something, you're not always supposed to be doing something. It's okay to take some time and do some fishing. Get in, that was beautiful. Huh? I'm just hungry. <laughs> At this thought, closes his book, he stands up. He gives his shoulder a dramatic little roll, which he must have learned from someone because he's eight. There's no way he needs to. (laughs) I plead the fifth. (laughs) He he picks up his fishing rod and he heads to his customary place on the side of the ship near the gunnels and gets set up for some fishing. And I think, I think it's time for the Westbreaker to reach the Coral Coast. Unless anyone has any other sea scenes. Well, no, not particularly. I would, I would imagine that like Cobb is probably, uh, probably offered to teach Sot like how to use a sword. To probably not a ton of success because he's still eight. No, he's very interested in this. He's an eight-year-old. He's extremely interested in sword lessons. Do Cobb and Gideon have different opinions about how swords are supposed to work? Almost certainly. Gideon's weapon of choice is a gladius, but she likes the maneuverability of a short sword. Gideon is probably way more, like, technical and less bombastic about it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Cobb is absolutely, uh, I'm not left-handed about it. Yeah. Quick, direct, (laughs) and efficient. She's very soldierly in her style. Which makes sense. Tissa doesn't get swords. They don't seem like they're good tools for things other than <laughs> killing stuff. Oh, yeah. Penelope has a pearl-handled boot knife. Because you oh. can put knives anywhere. You can hide knives. Yes, we, we have entered the Penelope with a knife part of the campaign. <laughs> oh, no. 
This is the first time in season two that we've been to Hush Wave City. It is one of the largest cities on Amilta. Just a little bit smaller than Stageport, but not quite as densely populated. It is warm and situated near a lush jungle. On the horizon, you can see the low domed mountain range full of active volcanoes that shielded this area during the cataclysm. And as you get closer to Hushwave City, you see along the lush beaches, a lacy network of white coral. The coral that gave the Coral Coast its name, it is constantly moving from day to day. These little creatures seem to be able to not only deposit their skeletons, but to move them after they've done so, makes this place constantly shifting, constantly changing. And that's life and the Coral Coast. Everything's different from one day to the next. And the sun is brilliant and the tropics are vibrant. And you never quite know what you're going to see. Does anyone have any errands they'd like to accomplish when the ship makes port in Hushwave? Like outside of the things that we need to do to keep the ship running, you know, like water and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Hob is going to go unsuccessfully look for a hat. Hmm. <laughs> What time of year was it when season one started? Like summer, maybe? It was late summer, if I remember right. So the last time you were all here was late summer, and now it is spring. It is... There's a subtle difference. There is a difference. It smells different, says Tessa. Hmm. Actually, Cobb has something that might be going on. Is there a monsoon season? Because if it's if it's in spring, that is something that we should look out for, because most monsoon seasons are usually about then. Yes. We're going to say the rainy season is late in the summer, because there, okay. there was a heavy storm when you guys were here last. That's true, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. That works. Yep. So this is the dry season. Yeah, there's a lot more pollen in the air and that kind of stuff, Tissa. The rains don't wash it all out as much. Mm. But, uh, they still got a couple of months before that. I don't normally go back places. Huh. Does anybody here have allergies? Cobb kind of looks over the crew. Because if you do, we should probably go get some medicinal local help. Not as far as I know. Mr. Sot, are you feeling okay? Hi, Captain. All right. Let's go get fruity drinks. I like that plan. They have, they have these, mm, maybe that was a summer thing too. Maybe that was a summer thing. When we <laughs> met. Gideon's eyes go wide, just like only in summer. <laughs> Do you remember when, when, when all of us met, they had these drinks that were like just full of Mine had those leaves in them. I'm sure if we ask around, we can find something, if not exactly the same, close enough. Yes. Besides, we have a little extra spending cash. Pretty drinks, ahoy! <laughs> I want a drink made out of a coconut. Mm. <laughs> or at the very least made with coconut <laughs> stuff. Doesn't have to be in the coconut. Maybe just a coconut. Just put a straw on it. And there you go. 
Hello me out a whole melon, please. Oh, melons are good. <laughs> Gideon, like, a cartoon character floats down the gangplank. <laughs> I don't know if that's in season, Gideon, but if it is, get me one too. Okay. Ashwave City is lively, as always. People are bustling around, going about their business, doing their shopping, greeting their neighbors. And as you walk into Hushwave City, you walk past the most impressive and prestigious university on the continent of Amilta, the Hushwave City Academy of Sciences. It's not far from the Checkerboard Lodge, which at some point you should probably pay a visit to. You're going to have, you know, lodging. Mm. And the university is absolutely a buzz. The campus is flooded with people. Many of them outfitted with sturdy hiking gear and ropes and what have you. Rope. Ah, spring quarter is always nice. Actually, I think Cobb will probably go to the checkerboard lodge and check everybody in. I think Penelope's also going to go towards the lodge, but as she's walking by the college, she's like, kind of like, does a rubberneck, is watching the different, like, types of rope people have. (laughs) Rope. I can't believe this is the character trait you've chosen for Penelope. (laughs) She's just obsessed with the object rope. (laughs) It's useful. I'm never playing Clue with you. (laughs) It's useful. There's so many things you could do with it. (laughs) I know. It's just a bizarre thing to be obsessed with. I'm not (laughs) saying you can't appreciate rope, but dang. (laughs) I mean, we all saw this, like, this has been known since the beginning with the lasso. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I think because I reacted so strongly to the lasso, Kirsten just loves to, loves to snowboarding me. (laughs) Gotta bring it back, you know? (laughs) So, um, where's Tissa headed? Tissa is going to meander. Okay. This time, there's nothing pressing to do. So, she is going to take her time. She is going to smell the scents. She finds a nice, thick, broad-leafed plant to kind of rub between her fingers. Don't stay out too long, Tissa. We'll be... At, at least come back before we set sail, please. Uh, no, I've been good about that, I think. Right? Now, you've, you've got the wanderlust in your eyes. Just just be good out there. Mm. I, I mean, I think I'm the only one that's only ever missed the boat. Well, you you also have a flying friend who can catch the boat for you. I mean, that is lucky. Gideon materializes with, like, a couple... They're not large melons, but they do have drinks that are in melons, because I like that very much. Well, the small melons are the best ones. Yeah. She hands one to Cobb. She's also got, like, some skewered roasted fish in one hand and what appear to be some sweet dumplings kind of crammed in her fingers alongside the melon in the other hand. (laughs) Oh, that looks lovely. Picked up another Penelope. There's all kinds of new things to try here. Mm. Tissa, 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 Tissa. This one's made of flowers. Try it, try it. And her eyes go wide. Oh. 
there's more of it, right? Oh, there's so much more. Oh, there's more of it. <laughs> Cobb and Penelope, I would like the two of you to make me some sensitivity rolls. Um, any particular skill? Take your pick. This will be easiest with riding if you have it. Oh, do I have riding? <laughs> oh, why did I ask that? <laughs> I'm a dunce. Cobb is just going to use normal sensitivity, no skill, because he's kind of busy enjoying his melon drink. Yeah. Cobb got one success. There's so much rum in this melon drink. Heck yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so much rum in this melon. Ooh, Penelope got two edge successes. <laughs> sensitivity riding. If you keep the edge successes, you're not going to be looking where you're going. You know what? That seems pretty Penelope. Okay. All right. So as you are just outside the checkerboard lodge, you see a couple of cloud elk. Ooh. One of them is just peaceably grazing. It is dark in color. And two successes will let you recognize this cloud elk. There's another one next to it that isn't grazing and seems to be watching you intently. It's got shiny golden fur. You don't recognize this one, but the first one you do, the first one is Gem. Oh. I think Penelope kind of gives a, a little wave. And you walk directly into someone. Uh, okay. Someone a little shorter than you are. Someone wiry and lean with long, dark hair. Says, hey, watch where you're going. Oh, oh uh, I'm terribly sorry. I was just uh, admiring that lovely club. Penelope? Oh, hey. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? I, I. Ugh. <sighs> loser. I, I. And it is Rada. <laughs> Penelope kind of collects herself and. Uh, sorry. I. Yeah, you're. Well, you know, gems. Very wonderful. I. Of course. I, Gem's the greatest. I just, I was, I was distracted. And then I was like, I know, I know that cloud elk. And then, yeah. And then I walked yeah. into you. Yeah. Yeah. Then you, then you did walk into me. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. can I buy you a drink? Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What are you jerks doing here? Um, we're just checking in. We just got here. Um, yeah, where were we before? We had to climb a mountain. I got a cool new uh, boot knife and Penelope, like, the pearl-handled boot uh, knife. Why are you... First of all, who let you have a knife? You're a kid. Second of all... <laughs> we're the same age. Well, maybe you're... You're a kid. You're a few months older than me and you always... Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Second of all, don't just pull knives on people. I didn't pull it. I Why just do was, you like this? <laughs> I just was showing it to you. I, just, I didn't pull it out completely. It's still... Uh, two drinks. Okay, okay. And and Fulquin? Hi! Hey, Fulquin. Actually, how old is Fulquin again? Fulquin is younger than two of you. I think she's like 17. Okay. She's got her, her full-on island glam. She's wearing a long, brightly colored skirt, little crop top, flowers in her hair... Big shades, fully tropics. So I think Penelope will get three drinks. 
for the four drinks, actually, right? Because two drinks for <laughs> for Rada. How about mm, and then Penelope scans. This one says water. Do you like watermelon? Ooh, yes, please. Mm, okay, watermelon. And how about you, Rada? What would you like? And Rada shrugs. Watermelon's fine. Okay, three watermelon. Yeah. And for those of our listeners who haven't listened to Hunter Farm Girl Dragon Queen, Rada is a windswept cavalier like Penelope, classmate of Penelope's for a very long time. They are a bit of a jerk, and we love them. And they are accompanied by Fulquin, formerly the would-be Queen of Acorn, a 17-year-old, I suppose just farm girl now. Mm Mm-hmm. And when last we saw them, they were out on their way to adventure, which has apparently taken them to the tropics. And they picked up a second elk on the way. They did. Tissa, does your wandering take you past the checkerboard lodge at any point? Uh, actually, no. What I have to do is I have to roll sensitivity focus. Yeah. Two edge successes and a bunch of fours. I think I'm probably (laughs) just going to take an edge success. Okay. It's very tropical out. It's extremely tropical out. For every edge success, I'm going to present a different thing that demands your attention. Great. Good. So would you like to keep both of them? Sure. Okay. So there is a poster on a nearby wall, not far from the university, that people are crowded around. Tough-looking people, I might add. There's also a baked goods smell. A powerful smell of baked goods made with some kind of seed, you think? Oh. Hmm. And there are a pair of cloud elk in front of you, one dark colored and one golden colored. Tissa, I think, is going to go look at the poster. Okay. The poster is an anatomical drawing of what looks like a large flower. Its construction is um, not unlike bluebells in that it has several bell-shaped flowers on a long stem but it has big broad leaves and there's a person drawn on the poster for scale and the person's head could fit in these flowers they're enormous oh wow it's been painted a rich deep violet color even the leaves are tinged with violet along the veins that run up the center And also drawn on the poster, there is a pile of a whitish-yellow substance that's been kind of carefully marked in a golden pigment. Hmm. And the poster is advertising a bounty for the pollen of the violet bat bell. Sizable one, too. Tissa looks at it and looks back and forth. And the thing that's on her mind is, How big must these bats be? But there are a lot of really big ones out here. The people gathered around it are like taking notes, taking copies. Mm -hmm. Most of them look like they're outfitted for a trip into the jungle. Yeah. Just a straight sensitivity roll. One success. Does the poster give any good reason to find this flower other than the fact that 
someone will pay you for it. This poster was put up by the neurology department at the Hushway of City Academy of Sciences. It's wanted for very important research. Hmm. But it doesn't say what it does. Oh, it does say, be very careful, do not inhale. <laughs> not is underlined. <laughs> the person standing under the plant is wearing a mask. <laughs> Tissa sort of like scowls under the scarves a little bit. Like, hmm. Well, what do you really want with a flower that you can't smell? And so she shifts her weight and looks at it and looks at all of the people. And then remembers there's bread. What's Cobb up to? I think once Cobb gets finished checking in, he's probably going to uh, wander down and most likely bump into Penelope and Rada and Fulquin. Oh, hey. hello, everybody. Hi. Hey, 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 come here, you two. And Cobb has big arms open for a hug. Yeah. Fulquin gets up to give him a hug. Rada rolls their eyes. No, oh. no hug? Okay, okay. Hey, Cobb. Penelope's on, like, her third drink. <laughs> oh, fancy seeing you here. Um, still on... Vacation? Yeah. They were just telling me about the adventures. Sounds pretty cool. And I was sharing about ours and... Oh, you know what? We should all write a book together. What do you think? And Rada just kind of looks at Cobb with their mouth open a little and slow blinks. Boy, it'd be fun. Uh. Penelope nods excitedly. Well... The idea is fun. I never really was one for too much log keeping. I mean, I already have the illustrations, and Penelope starts, like, pulling out her favorite pictures that she sketched. And this this is where, where we cracked the ice. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. And this was just when I got the boot knife. There. Um, yes, you showed me the knife a couple times. I know, right? I didn't even think about she, hiding it in the boot. <laughs> wow. She is a big fan of that knife. You can hide a knife anywhere, we learned. <laughs> yeah, she's been listening to Gideon. And Rada kind of rolls their eyes like, I already knew you could hide a knife anywhere. <laughs> this wasn't news. Huh. I think it might be time to try out some of the food. I probably should have some food. Yeah. It is time for you to eat there, drunkie. Mm, mm, mm. So let's get something in your Penelope before you fall over. Come on. <laughs> I'm pretty... Nah, let her fall over. It'll be funny. Hey, I'm pretty sturdy. You know this. Yeah. Oh, no, no, absolutely. You've never had too much to drink and thrown up in front of everybody. Hmm. Hmm. They do have a point. Come on, let's go. And Penelope kind of like slinks off, sort of like slightly hunched, but still in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> she rejoins them again a few minutes later with like a platter of just delicious um, ceviche, can we, shall we say? Ooh. Ooh. Sure, that sounds, that sounds yeah. good. I got a, I got like an assortment. It's uh, here. And she just I like put, the pink one. Mm, mm. 
That's so good, so fresh. I'm not used to this, you know. Don't you live on a boat? Well, I guess now I get fresh. Uh, I mean, before, in, you know, Northridge. Yeah, that's true. I do miss a good steak, though. And Penelope's getting that, like, weird, far-off look that she was getting earlier when she was talking to Sot. Anyway, anyway. And then starts tucking into the fish. So, what what brings you two here? Hmm. Well, we mostly came just to see what we could see. But when we were in Stageport, I met a researcher from the Academy here mm. who was really interested in the trees we can call up. Oh. Oh, the, the ones with the little white flowers. Right, right, right. We saw one. So we're oh. helping a botanist with their research here. Oh, yeah, Penelope, show them the flower. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I kept it pressing. I didn't take it off the tree. It was one that was already on the ground. And Penelope flips to the uh, empty page of the book and pulls out a pressing of the flower. Huh. Rada looks over. Yeah, same one. Hey, we found it up on a up on a mountain of all places. Hmm. Not just up on a mountain, says Kathleen, the producer, the goddamn last tooth. Yeah, the mountain. <laughs> right. We found it up on the last tooth. And mm. there was, there was. We this, ain't been to the last tooth yet. There was a green stone no. under it too. Oh yes, our our quartermaster is is taking care of it. Mm. He's doing a very good job of it too. Oh good. Good. <laughs> anyway, we're helping a botanist figure out the properties of these trees. That sounds really interesting. Like, is there anything? that the botanist shared about the trees so far, or...? We're still working on it. Mm. We haven't been here very long. Do they ever produce fruit? Mm, I've never seen them do it. Hmm. Hmm. And... So, when you were in Stageport, did you, by chance, meet... a wonderful person from the Albatross Legion? She's so much fun. I hope you got a chance to hang with her. Stageport is huge, Penelope. Oh, yeah. That's true. Well, next time you're through, I'm going to show you some wild things. Biggest city I'd ever been to. Can't wait. Oh, yeah, you should also maybe look up the volcanic tracker we know there. She had a huge book on botany. Ooh, that's true. Like some wild botany, too. She even, uh, the book even had the flower that's on my jacket here, which I didn't think was native to Amelta, but she'd found it. So she might know something about your flowers, too. Well, her oh. and her brother were pretty smart. Like, they're pretty smart, I gotta say, so. Yeah. I guess that's something to look for, then. There's a lot of cool people in Stageport. <laughs> There's nice people everywhere you go. That's true. Speaking of cool people, how long have you guys been here? Met any cool people here? Mm, yeah, everyone we've met has been super nice. <laughs> we've hardly got into any trouble. Oh, that's good. And doesn't sound ominous at all. Why would it be ominous? I don't know. Just usually when people <laughs> say they haven't got into any trouble, then usually trouble follows. I wouldn't say trouble usually follows. It's just, I don't cause trouble. And Rada doesn't cause trouble. 
And Jem doesn't cause trouble. Hmm. That's true. Well, I guess some of us don't, at least. Right? Penelope suddenly feels like three pairs of eyes on her. Like, maybe four if you count Polly. <laughs> Cobb is also looking kind of sheepish here. He gets into plenty of trouble on his own. Yeah. Actually, Fulcum's looking outside. Um, so, Tissa gets distracted by the bakery, is that correct? Yes. So, a couple things occur when Tissa goes to the bakery. First of all, Gideon is already there. Mm-hmm. She's just like, it's got some kind of nut. It smells like some kind of nut. It's definitely nuts. It's definitely nuts. It's all fluffy. I knew I was going to merge these two. I knew I was going to merge their voices as soon as I, as soon as I decided I was going to bring Rada and Falkwin back. I knew I'd have trouble with this. Oh, dear. So, um, yeah, this one's got nuts in it. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Oh, dear. You're thinking about something, hmm? Oh, dear. Are you... Are you supposed to do things, though? Um... I worry about what you're supposed to do a lot. You do. You do. That's just how you are, Tissa. <sighs> okay, okay. Um, nuts. And someone steps into the bakery. They are tall and lean and dressed in ostentatious, radiant yellow clothing. They have golden yellow hair and a broad, crooked, fanged smile. Hair the color of lemon curd. Tissa, they say with their arms spread out wide. Hi. Tissa is quickly racking her brain and gets two successes on understanding. Does she have any idea who this person is? Two successes on understanding? Mm-hmm. This is not a face you have seen often on them. But it might just be Daybreak. Daybreak? Yes! Hi. Hey! You're all the way down here? Yeah. Yeah, we're all the way down here. We're doing science or something. I don't know. Science? Science. Or something. I'm mostly just eating. Mmm. Ooh, nuts. I'm good. This is... Daybreak. Hi. They kind of reach down and take a pastry. They're from near. They're a dragon, but not like a, not like a dragon, like a dragon dragon. That part's a secret. They say with a mouthful of pastry. Oh, is it? That part's a secret. Gotcha. A secret. Yeah, I am on an adventure with my human friends. Three normal humans having a normal human time. It's great. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Good. We killed a demon, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Whoa. Messed up. Yeah. Wait, how? Um. Well, it was mostly another one. 
Oh, that makes sense. But we were there. Tissa kind of shivers a little bit. You want to go see how much food we can take before people realize food's going missing? Would that make you feel better? Hmm. Wouldn't make me feel worse, probably. Yeah, I bet it wouldn't. (laughs) And a huge crooked grin spreads across their face, huger than a person should be. And if you walk by the checkerboard lodge, you will notice that now Jem is grazing alone and the golden cloud elk is missing. (laughs) I believe it's memory time. Yeah. Thank you, Kirsten. <laughs> I think my memory is <laughs> Tissa. Oh, a dragon. And David's like, shh, that's a secret. Yeah, I have to admit, I actually didn't see Daybreak coming, but uh, I'm very happy they're here. I suppose the Golden Elk should have been a tip off, but Cobb is too busy drink melon. <laughs> too busy mm-hmm. drink rum and melon. I also enjoyed, I just, I always enjoyed the. Uh, Scenes with Rada and Penelope. I miss just straight up bullying Penelope. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I love doing it. <laughs> it's good too with like Fulquin is like, because Fulquin is just very much like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> what I am entertained by is the fact that Penelope is much more flapped than she often is or that she was the first time anyway. This is a really flapped Penelope we're seeing. You're not wrong. She's... A little bit wiser. The first time she refused to be flapped by Rada's shenanigans and tauntings. <laughs> this is a- you, you would think she would be more unflappable now that she is knife Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> the most powerful of Penelope's. <laughs> is it this a thing where like the extra power comes with some weight of the world? <laughs> wow. With great power and all that. Yep. Wow. Thank you, listener, for joining us for another Sword of Symphonies. We love having you here. You're the greatest. We love you, and we always enjoy having adventures with you. Yeah. Catch up with us and tell us all about your recent adventures. You can do that on Twitter at PeachGardenRPGs or on our website at SwordOfSymphonies.com. And we especially want to know if you have a new knife. (laughs) This is an important update. Have you... you Upgraded from listener to knife listener? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us if you've become knife listener, please. We will be so happy for you if you've transcended (laughs) your non-knife form. (laughs) It's so powerful. So powerful. Also, Heroic Court is currently in its open playtest. And basically what that means is... I've put the current rules up on our itch.io website, which you can find on our website at sortofsymphonies.com. You can download them for free. There's also a character sheet and a questionnaire in there. We would love for you to play Heroic Court and let us know how it played for you. That would mean the world to me. Help me test game. Do your own little sort of symphonies and tell me everything. If you have had exciting knife adventures, you can join us in the Knife Zone, which is what we call the Sword of Symphonies channel on the BK Roll Dice Network Discord. Please join us there. We would love to have you in the Knife Zone. It's safe in the Knife Zone. We'll protect you. We will protect you. 
See you next time, listener. And always remember, respect the blade. <laughs> respect the blade. Bye. Oh, my goodness. Bye, listener. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Come listen to Dice of Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. We ask the hard questions like, is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Is it cool to use spell slots to warm up leftovers? Would the gods be mad if I wrote slash fic about them? We're a group of four friends who play Pathfinder 2nd Edition every week and go on adventures like none other. We've just launched our brand new season, Extinction Curse, which follows the adventures of the Circus of Wayward Wonders, as they put on the greatest show in all of Galarian and uncover ancient secrets and long-forgotten foes from a bygone era. If you like circuses, clowns, and a little bit of magic, come check us out, and make sure that no matter what, you keep it rolling.